Hello everyone and welcome to The Ace Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV and this is a special edition in the earlier months of lockdown. Are we still allowed to say lockdown? Anyway, lockdown. Uh, James Fielden got some of the greatest volleyball brains to discuss some pretty hot topics and today we're going to be talking about the episode of the top five non-European men to play over here in Europe. Uh, joining me, the man himself, James Fielden. Hello. Hi Dave, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Good to see you. Uh, and Dan Manili from CEV, the superfan himself. Hey Dan. Hey guys, I'm, I'm excited for this one as a uh, non-European man. Well, yeah, but you are. <laughs> um, this very much feels like getting the old band back together because it felt for a little while like I'd see you boys uh, a couple of times a week, but it's been a while uh, and you both look in rude health, which is good news. Dan, have you got some kind of filter on or is your skin just looking fantastic? It's, I don't know. Maybe it's the Zoom filter. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, I'd like to think it's my skin. I think it's just better. I think it's uh, we're eating healthier now that we're, uh, we're out of quarantine probably. Yeah, and I've dropped the L-bomb early doors there. Now everything's starting to get back to normal. Can we just sort of wrap that one up and, and, and throw it out? That word is done. Uh, James, tell me about this one then, because to be a non-European, to come over here and play in the best tournament in the world, you've got to be a pretty sort of special talent to begin with. Um, and you had some some pretty big characters again to try and wrangle here. This is a This is a pretty cool gig that you've got, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was something a bit different to what we'd done before. These had to be ranked in order, not only picks, but, you know, selected one to five. And, you know, we see so many players come over to Europe from different continents. Not everyone lasts the duration. Not everyone is cut out for European volleyball in the Champions League at the highest level. But everyone on this shortlist competed and, you know, showed their worth. Um, and, yeah, in terms of the guys picking, Roberta Piazza, Mark Lebedev and uh, Selian Mokalescu as well. The latter two both shared their birthday on the day we recorded. Uh, so we were very lucky to have them. Right then, what happens now is we will listen to the debate in full, but stick with us afterwards because we will be uh, picking through the bones. And there are lots of bones to pick through as well. There's even one Canadian one as well, Dan, and I can't wait to get your opinion on that. But until then, enjoy the debate. This is the top five non-European men to play in Europe. Welcome to the latest video in European Elite, where we look at some of the best players to have played in the European game of volleyball over the last 20 years or so. Three people alongside me today are going to pick the top five non-Europeans who've played in the men's game over the last 20 years. Three great guests, two of them celebrating their birthdays. One man who's not is Roberto Piazza. Roberto, good to see you. How are you? I'm happy to be here and thanks uh, for invitation. Hello to everyone. The first man celebrating his birthday is Mark Lebedev, formerly coach of the Australian national team and plenty of experience as well in Poland and Germany. Mark, you okay? I'm great, thanks. Great to be sharing this day with Stelian and everybody else. Yeah, Stelian Mokolescu, 70 today. How has it been so far? It's okay, it's fine. <laughs> Very nice. Well, so much experience across the European game. It's going to be great to get your opinions on these five players uh, in this video. 
let's get straight to it. Let's start with Mark. Mark, who would you like to put forward as the first player that should be in this top five list? Uh, glad that I get to go first. Um, the I, I looked at this mostly, or not mostly, but a lot to do with uh, the success of their teams, uh, participation in Final Fours and, uh, and uh, things like that. And so for me, the, the, non, the first non-European player uh, that really comes up here is uh, Matt Anderson from the, the United States, uh, played six Final Fours in a row with Kazan, four gold medals and a silver. Uh, which is, uh, for a non-European, the, by far the, the best uh, success rate and participation rate. So um, he's also a great player. He uh, can play as a receiver, as an opposite with Kazan. He's always been the, uh, always been a receiver, playing with a lot of other great players. But, uh, but for me, Matt Anderson is the, is the number one guy on, the, on this list. What makes him so good as a player? You, know, you say that he's flexible, but in terms of the actual core skills that he possesses, what makes him so good? I, for me, he's, he's a really good all-round player. Uh, he's a stable receiver, a good receiver. He might not be uh, a second libero kind of player, but he's certainly not, uh, not a weakness. Uh, he can attack really well, fastball, highball, pipe, and, uh, and he has a, a really good serve. So... He's a guy that, that can hurt you in, in a lot of ways. And when he's playing in a team with, uh, with Mikhailov and Leon, often he, you, you focus all your attention on one of the other guys and he uh, sneaks up and gets a quiet 25 and three aces and a couple of blocks. And, uh, and he's been part of, of all those uh, winning, successful teams. Stelian, is that a selection you would agree with? Yes, yes. I think uh, uh, Anderson is a, it's a really outside, outstanding player. He plays in Kazan really, really good. Uh, it's a player who plays in the national team and also in the clubs plays good because we have a lot of players, they play only in the national team much better than he's playing in the, in the, in the club competition. And uh, I agree with Mark that he's technically really, really good in, in all in attack, in pass, in surf. Uh, it's a it's a smart it's a smart player, and he has always a very good attitude on the court. Uh, not depending on the on the on the score. And Roberto, is it going to be three out of three? Do you agree? No, I'm I, I'm agree totally. I'm agree with uh, with Mark and with uh, Stelian. Uh, I can say also that he played with all the setters that were in the world almost, and he played every time in high, high level. He was able to change the direction of the attack every time with all the setters that he played together. So, in my opinion, he's really the best one. Okay, easy. Right, so our first player in the top five non-Europeans is Matt Anderson of the United States. Four Champions League gold medals with Zenit Kazan. Where are we going to go next? Let's go back to Roberto. Roberto, who would you like to pick as the second player in this list? But the second player for me in this list is Bruno Rezende, uh, the Brazilian setter. Uh, why? Because he started really soon with, uh, with his father in the national team. He played together with Ricardinho. But later, everyone were... Um, not, uh, not afraid, but uh, no, everyone were really happy in, in, in Brazil 
about the decision of Bernardo, because it was his son, but he proved on the court that he was uh, really the best one uh, in, in distribution. He was the really team player. He was able to improve again the Brazil, the level of Brazil. And also he started to play in Italy. He won a championship in Modena. He won a championship in, in Lube. In my opinion, was a, a key player for the team. Mark, next to you, is that someone you'd have in your list as well? Uh, I agree with everything that uh, Roberto says about what a great player, uh, what a great player Bruno is. There's no question about that. Uh, if I'm going to look just at um, just at performances in in Champions League, um, then uh, I, don't, I don't think that he's he's played as much as some of the other guys on the list with the um, with the success that he's had. Um, so for my second player. Uh, I, I would actually go with um, uh, with Rafa Rafa Oliveira from Brazil, uh, who was in uh, in the Trento teams that were not all of them, but uh, some of the successful Trento teams, and also with Hulk Bank, uh, and a really good setter, really good technical setter, uh, the perfect setter for the system of playoffs uh, Deutschev. Uh, and, um, and a really, a really nice guy with a lot of success. And let's go to Stelian. Who's your next selection? Oh, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. I think. I think maybe he don't play so perfect in the clubs, but Loy Ball, Loy Ball was a, a player. Was a player. Um, how I say he. You can see that he leads the team. Um, maybe he's, he was not so sophisticated like uh, Bruno or so, but he was, in my opinion, uh, more exactly, more precise in the in the in the in the setting. And his his whole attitude on the court and beside the court was that what I I like. Uh, how he's playing, yeah. and he was he was a player who are always in developing. He, I think he was his tops was between thirty and thirty five, uh, and then he was a really a really complete with good block, with good serve, with good defense, with uh, um, really creative. Okay, in this time maybe they don't play so fast as as, in, as now, uh, but I like him. Okay. So one vote each there for Lloyd Ball, Bruno and Rafael de Oliveira as well. Okay, let's go to a next player. Let's go back to Mark and who would be your next pick on this list? Uh, I'm, I'm going to add my, uh, my voice to Stellian's. Uh, I have Lloyd Ball actually as my number two, uh, non-European in Champions League. Uh, he was really good player, dominating personality in the say the first 10 years of Champions League and he played in final fours with uh, with three different clubs and was uh, was in five five finals um, he only won one time with with Kazan but uh, uh, but for me he's really uh, everything that Stelian said and really for me a dominating personality in the in the Champions League game for for that first 10-year uh, period so um, I have a, another vote for Loy Ball there. 
Okay. And Roberto, in your sauna, are you uh, are you going to make it three votes as well? No, for me there's no problem because volleyball is a, a part of volleyball, in my opinion. He changed a little bit volleyball, uh, but was in the, the first period, no, from 2000 2010. And uh, why I put the uh, Bruno because uh, he 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 started in that period, and he still play now, no. But I am totally agree. Uh, Loi was uh, was uh, one of the best setter in the world, and maybe one of the key team in the world in that moment. Uh, so we can put absolutely uh, Loi on the second position. There's no problem. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm totally agree with Stelia. I'm totally with uh, with uh, uh, with all the coaches that uh, Loi changed the volleyball, and also he was. Uh, he was leading the team as well, so good position. Okay, so two out of two so far, Matt Anderson and Lloyd Ball, both uh, Americans in this team. Mark, what is it about American players that make them so good in volleyball? Uh, it's difficult to generalise, I think, because you can say the same thing about Brazilians or Serbians or Italians or, or whatever. They all have a, a lot of good players. Um, one thing is that the, the American national team has been strong for, for this whole period. So uh, the, the best players come to Europe to, as professionals to, to make their living. So um, those players, and I have an, another one still to come on my list, um, you know, they're, they're able to play in the top clubs. They're able to be uh, decisive players in championships. Uh, so that's, that's the main thing. I've had the opportunity to work with quite a few Americans and um, they, they have a really great mentality, a really good competitive mentality uh, and um, they're, they're, for me obviously we have a language in common as well which, which, helps us, which helps too. Okay, well you said there's another American in your list, who's next? Uh, I have Clay Stanley also on the list. Um, he did, of course, well, not of course, he did most of his work together with, uh, with Loy Ball. They played in uh, Iroquois and in um, Kazan together. They had a lot of success. Uh, Clay was a guy who uh, has a Final Four MVP and some Best Server Awards. And uh, he's, a, he's another one of those guys who, who really put their stamp on some Final Four tournaments. And... Um, for me, he's the for me he's the third guy on my list. If there's an order, um, uh, big, big for those reasons. Okay, back to Stellion. Is that uh, another player you would like to include in your list? Yes, I totally agree with with Mark. Uh, on this list, there's not another player who can compare with 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 Stanley. So that uh, he was a very powerful. How I say. He was not the, 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 with a lot of skills, but he has a, a crazy power. Yeah? And he's hitting very fast the ball, very, very fast. And I, I know that my first uh, contact with, with, the, with the Americans, it was impressive. And Roberto? Of course, we have to be agreeing. Also because... Uh, Clayton Stalin, in my opinion, was a little bit lucky because he played every time with uh, Loi Ball, every time, everywhere, in national team, in Kazan, 
in Heraclius, uh, they were together every time. And I think that the relationship between uh, the setter and the opposite was amazing also uh, for this reason, because they were together every time. So I'm agree too. Yeah, he was top scorer in the Champions League in back-to-back -back years in 2005 and 2006. He amassed so many points, but you know they uh, actually got silver medals in both of those. So it just shows how well he did, even though they didn't win those competitions. So Clayton Stanley, we're agreeing, goes into the list as well. So now we've got three Americans, Matt Anderson, Lloyd Ball and Clayton Stanley. Let's go next to Stelian Mokulescu. Who is your next selection in this top five? Oh, difficult, but I, I, think, I think Sergio as libero. Because okay. I think this guy, this guy changed the role. He makes, he makes uh, the role of the libero a really important role. Uh, in a in a team, and uh, great player, great passer, great uh, uh, defender, and then I think he can play also a setter. <laughs> if uh, if you has uh, problems with your setter, he can. I think he was able to play this uh, this position also. Uh, his his attitude on the on the court, the, the fighting spirit, all I think. We have only one player in, in, in Europe now, the, he's Grebenikov, he's similarly like, uh, like, uh, like him. So that for me, it's one of the important players. And he makes, in my eyes, he makes the first time, the, 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 he opened my eyes that a libero can do more than to have another color of a trick, of a, of a, of a shot. What makes Brazilian players so special to work with? The Brazilian Brazilian player, I have one or two players. Uh, they have they have uh, they like to play. Yeah, it was a, a a team who, when they are together as Brazilian national team, you see they have joy, they have fun to play. They they it was it was really 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 amazing. It's not a ball that he he let fall down it was a really a really a culture a, a volleyball culture that uh, the brazilian teams um, and but it's the same you can say also about the american that is uh, they have a one his only his one structures uh, is a way to play volleyball yeah. okay roberto who is your next nomination i agree with the stallion i, I was thinking about sergio from the beginning because uh, he has to be in the list in my opinion he changed exactly the, the rules about libero he started to be maybe the first one that could uh, change the game like stallion said now the grabenikov is changing the same in the same way that the game now he's able to change something he's able to keep one ball on defense or he's able to to lead the team on reception, uh, he is able to change the position in the court. But uh, like uh, no European one, I think that Sergio changed a lot. And also in the national team, but also in Piacenza, when he was in Piacenza, they, don't, they didn't win the, the Champions League, but he was with the team. And uh, I'm totally agree, stop, because uh, Stallion presents everything uh, really good. 
you say he changed the game as a libero. Is that because of the skill set he has personally, or you think the way he has been coached growing up? Bravo. It's the way like uh, he was in the team. He was in. He, he was enjoying the game. He was the the protagonist in the team in that moment. He was able to change also, in my, in my opinion, the mind of the the, the, the the team players, no? So when you are able to control this kind of situation, you are able also to change the game. Okay. And Mark, is Serginho someone you could include in your top five? Uh, I must, I have to admit that after I had four pretty, pretty easily. So I was pretty comfortable with, uh, with Anderson Ball, Stanley and Rafa. And then uh, I start to, uh, the, the list of players that is, there is so great. You can go back to um, sort of guys like, uh, like uh, Gomez in the sort of 2001, 2002 range and Tom Hoff and uh, who had some success. Uh, I looked a lot at, uh, at Dante, Dante in, uh, in Modena and Moscow had some some really good seasons in Champions League. Uh, the Checo also I uh, have uh, as one of that possibility for fifth. But um, I'm definitely uh, happy with um, with accepting the advice of my of my colleagues and selecting Sergio. Uh, there's certainly no way that you can go wrong if uh, if Sergio's in your team. Um, he's a wonderful player, wonderful personality. Uh, he has a, a really great backstory coming from the uh, from the favelas, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to have Sergio in my team. Excellent. So first South American in our top five players to go with the trio of Americans: Matt Anderson, Lloyd Ball, and Clayton Stanley. Right, we've got one place left in our top five before we rank them from fifth to first. Stellian, who is your fifth nomination? My fifth nomination. I think we have to go with Jiba. It's my opinion. Jiba, I have to, to say to Jiba, maybe Jiba was in the, in the Brazilian national team, especially if he's playing with Ricardinho together. He was great. His, uh, his um, um, how I say, in, in, in the clubs in, in Europe was not as the highest level uh, like like uh, in in the Brazilian national team, but the 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 way who is playing, he was a great defender. He was a good a good good very good receiver. Good good uh, uh, um, say server, and in attack with with uh, Ricardinho, he was amazing. What he is doing with the ball, the 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 rhythm of the game. From, uh, from the rhythm of the ball from Ricardinho. I think no one can hit the ball so good like, like Chiba, but I like him as, as, as player uh, and for this. His, his uh, prestation in, in Europe was not on highest level, or no in Italy, no in, uh, but I like this kind of, of player. Okay, Roberto? I prefer to stay with my, my setter, with, with Bruno, not my, because uh, I, I, I spoke before about Bruno. I agree totally with, with, uh, with Stallion about uh, Giba, because also was a, a player that uh, could change the game more in the national team than in the club. Uh, also Dante Amaral 
was in the same level, no? Like uh, before, uh, Mark said uh, Dante was amazing. Sometimes in Modena, sometimes also in Dinamo. I was together with him in Dinamo Moscow when we won the championship. But uh, I think that uh, uh, Bruno is uh, has to be in the in the top five. Okay. So now we have one vote each for Bruno. We have Giba and Rafael Vieira de Oliveira. Guys, somehow we've got to decide who should oh, be in the difficult. top five. Is, is anyone willing to uh, let one of the other players come in instead? Okay, I, I, I go with, uh, with Bruno. Okay. I say it's okay because uh, Rafa was very good. He's playing really good in, in, uh, in Trento. Um, but Bruno is playing over a longer time also in the clubs, also in the national team, a really important role. And uh, I have with Bruno, with Bruno only one, it's no problem, but it's I only one thinks that he sometimes, he's very uh, sophisticated, he plays very, very quick, and, but and, and sometimes uh, what the precision, the precision of the balls, of the settings, especially in position four, it's not, it's not every time on highest level, to say it so. <laughs> okay, Mark, I know you're, you're celebrating your birthday as well, but can we let the older statesman in this discussion have his way? Uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm older than Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not Roberto, Stellian, oh, sorry, Stellian. Very close. Uh, uh, Bruno, I, I was in Berlin last year for the Super Finals. Uh, Bruno was amazing in that game, like he is in so many other big games. So this is—it's one of those things where you know we we could pick. I mean, we could. You know, there's a lot of guys who are a really high level. We can't go wrong really with any of them. Um, I'm very happy to have Bruno on my team. He's a guy. He's a player that I love. He's a—he's a—he's a great leader. I did one of these other uh, kind of. Uh, lockdown exercises where we drafted a team um, and Bruno was my first choice in the first round so I'm more than happy to uh, I'm more than happy to go to war with Bruno okay so can we can we agree that Bruno can be in our top five yes yes okay yeah, I think yeah perfect right so we have our five names now Matt Anderson Lloyd Ball Bruno uh, Sergio Santos and Clayton Stanley now we've got to order them from five to one. I'm guessing uh, maybe Bruno is number five because that caused so much uh, discussion between you. Is that fair? For me, it's okay. If we, if we have to rank them, if we have to rank them, we have to be somewhere. So okay. we, can, uh, we can say... It's, it's difficult to make a, a ranking from these five, from these five guys. Uh, I think... It's impossible <laughs> for me. They can be, yeah, we, we can try it, we can try it, but it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. Okay, I can let's try and do it in reverse then. Let's try and pick the best player, the best non-European out of the, the five names we've selected. Who is your number one pick, Roberto? No, number one, sure, stay Matt Anderson in the number one. But because he played like, uh, like we spoke before, no? He played with uh, all the setters in the world. Yes. He was good. He was good uh, everywhere, everywhere. 
since uh, Vibo Valencia, for example, when he was in Italy, uh, I think that uh, he has to stay on the first position. Yes. And Mark, is that okay and with you? He's the guy that I topped off the, the program with, so I'm, I have no reason to change now. Perfect. Especially so Matt already agreed. So we have three, three more to pick. Number two, uh, where does, does Loy Ball sit in that position, Mark? Uh, I have Loy Ball there second for all of the reasons I said before, as a, as a personality, the quality, the, quality, the success, uh, just with the clubs. Um, uh, was thinking when the, when the other guys were talking about uh, Stanley and Ball together that maybe if we called them one single player, we could sneak in another another guy into our, into our top five. But, uh, but I think Loy is uh, it's just a tick ahead of, uh, of Clay. Okay. So now we just have to separate uh, Sergio Santos and Clayton Stanley for number three and four position. Roberto, who would you like to put as the third best player? Who? Uh, difficult to say that Clayton or Sergio, because uh, Clayton was like now, also said uh, Mark, no? was every time together with Lloyd. And maybe Lloyd was, uh, was able to control Clayton. No? Uh, but Sergio changed a lot the, 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 the rules about inside the game. He changed totally volleyball, in my opinion. So uh, maybe it's better to, for me, it's better to put Sergio on the third position and, and, and Clayton on the fourth position. But uh, it's just my idea. I totally agree. I totally agree with, with Sergio on the third position here because he was one who is changing a lot. And uh, I totally agree with, uh, with uh, Roberto that he was the, the man who developed the volleyball more than, than Clayton or another one. And Mark, would that be a, a final ranking that would be okay for you? Uh, I'll, I will officially vote against it, but only in the, uh, only in the to create some controversy. But... Uh, I will reluctantly accept the, um, uh, the, the wishes of my, my colleagues. But I think what you're saying overall is that, you know, you've got five amazing players there. They could be ranked in so many different orders. You know, it's just showing how good the non-Europeans have played in, in Europe over the years. Uh, there's no question. We, we could choose different ways of ranking them. We could choose on, on awards, on medals, on on appearances and, and each time we would come up with a different list of five. If we're just talking about the quality of the player, then you know we have 12 guys from, from our list who, uh, who you, know, you, you couldn't separate them except by arbitrary, arbitrary ranking. So uh, Sergio third, Clay Stanley fourth, no problem at all. Guys, that's it, we've done it. We've got our five. In fifth place, Bruno. Fourth, Clayton Stanley. Sergio in third. Lloyd Ball in second. And the man that you picked as the best non-European to have played in Europe over the last 20 years, Matt Anderson of the United States. Um, three Americans, two Brazilians. It's, it's hard to, to sum up overall, but Mark, is there, is there something that Europeans as a whole give you in a volleyball team that non-Europeans don't and vice versa? The thing that I love about club volleyball is the, it's the way that the combinations of personalities and the different schools of volleyball and the, the different skills and mentalities, the way they come together to create 
to create something different. Um, in national teams, you you have everybody has their certain way of playing that stays pretty static over over a longer period of time. But but the clubs are a real melting pot of, like I said, skills and personalities and and styles and. Uh, that's what I love about the uh, about club volleyball. It's what I love about Champions League when all of those different mixtures come together and play against each other. Why Champions League is my favourite competition of all of the all the volleyball events, and um, you know Brazilians and Americans and and uh, Australians and bring their all of their individual flavours to the game, and um, you know, that's that's what makes the game great. That's the perfect summary. I think that's the perfect way to end. Stellian, Mark, Roberto, fantastic to have you with us today. Stellian and Mark, especially, go and enjoy the rest of your day. Have you got any plans today for the birthdays? Thank you. What? Do you have any birthday plans for today? <laughs> no, the plans are like Corona. We have problems with Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we had plans so that uh, it comes. I have a, I have a schedule. Uh, only each two hours comes some people, some friends, and uh, so that it's a long day for me. <laughs> okay. Well, the phone is going. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like yes, I, trying to get in contact. Yeah, I have to stop it a lot of time, <laughs> but it's no problem. We'll let you go and enjoy. Mark as well, have a fantastic day. And Roberto, thanks for joining us. Guys, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. See you, everyone. Bye, thanks bye, 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 bye. Good luck for these two active coaches in the future. <laughs> Cheers, thanks, guys. Thanks, Delian. Ciao, ciao. Well, there we have it then. The top five non-European men. Uh, no room for the Canadian, Dan Manili. I'm, I'm disappointed for my, uh, my boy, Dan Lewis, Canadian legend, current, uh, current assistant coach on the Canadian national team. Started that job right after he retired. So he'll, he'll have a long career in volleyball. It's not over yet. But as a player, it is. Uh, so a lot of, of huge names there. And of course, we talk about the, the top five non-European men. This is going back 20 years. And, and James, I know that we are always looking to, to improve our, our volleyball knowledge. I mean, what are we talking, eight or nine years that we've been following the, the game at the professional level. To actually get that information out of the coaches' heads, you're doing very well there. And then to actually get them to rank them as well. Was there any point in that discussion where you thought, we're not going to get this done, they're not going to commit to this as a top five? Well, I think Matt Anderson was quite conclusive. I think they all agreed yeah. that, you know, he was the, the outstanding player and had to go. But, you know, with some of the other lists that we'll get to in, in time, you know, they'll tell you that they could be ranked in any order. People mm -hmm. would give you a reason why, you know, Lloyd Ball should be second and why Clayton Stanley should be fourth or totally vice versa. Um, you know, this was just the opinion of these three guys. Um, but in the end, I think they were quite happy with, with the list that they put together. Well, it's an incredible list. Uh, Dan, would you sort of shake the bag up a little bit? Do you agree with the, the top five, or would you change the order perhaps within that five, or maybe pick somebody else from that short list to, to join the happy throng? Well, here, here, here's what I think. So Sergio, maybe the, maybe the best volleyball player of all time, probably the most decorated, or at least among those top guys, played one season at Champions League. Hmm. So I, I, for, for me, if I was going to do this ranking, I would take longevity into account. 
I, I know we've had this issue a few times with these lists, but I would pick someone who's maybe played a, at least at least two or three years uh, in Champions League. So I'd probably pick uh, Robert Landy Simon, who, who's played a couple of years in Europe. And, and Sergio's probably a better player if you're talking about overall career and accolades. But uh, just for this one, I think if we're just looking at Champions League resume, probably Robert Landy would take it over Sergio. I think that's the problem, Dave and Dan, isn't it, throughout these lists is that, yeah, you know, on the face of it, it says top five non-Europeans who have played in the Champions League. But sometimes people's judgment gets clouded by what they've done for their national team or maybe other teams that haven't been in the Champions League. Maybe they've saved their best volleyball for league play. You know, there are so many different factors that it's almost impossible to get a uniform list that everyone will agree on because everyone takes different things into account. Also, it engaged the fandom as well, doesn't it? The one thing I've loved about these debates more so than, than anything else that we've done over this period is the fact that fans really get involved on social media and people say like, oh, how could you possibly leave Jeeba out? Or, or, or how could you, like Bruno's number one, because you know those Brazilians, they are incredibly passionate when it, when it comes to volleyball. But... I think that is where that, that point comes in, Dan. Perhaps with the, with the blind spot of, of Sergio, then you, they have looked at um, <clears throat> the Champions League contribution and, and ultimately that's why Matt Anderson is the number one. And uh, it was Mark, wasn't it, James, who was, who he was the, that was the first name out of his mouth and he was, he was pretty adamant that he was going to be the first name that you all discussed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, all the Champions League goals that he won with with Zenit uh, in in multiple years, and the leagues and the cups. So, like the achievements have spoke for themselves, I think, really. Um, and yeah, just looking back at the list I've got in front of me here with the the initials next to the players, yeah, all of them were conclusive that he he should have been the best one. How important do you think? versatility is in that because obviously Mark mentioned how versatile Matt was how he can play in different areas of the court of course you've got Bruno in there at, at number five a setter isn't versatile but obviously very important and he's made a huge impact everywhere that he's gone unfortunately we're not going to be seeing him in Europe for the coming season but do you think Anderson's versatility has been the key as well as his success Dan? Well, I think it was really amazing because this doesn't happen very often, but obviously Matt Anderson playing exclusively outside hitter uh, for Zenit Kazan and then playing exclusively opposite for Team USA and making, you know, all-star teams, the best uh, teams for both positions, which is really cool. He's like, he's totally capable of being a, a high-level passer, high-level serve receiver, but, you know, Team USA doesn't need him for that. And he's also an amazing attacker from uh, position one. And position uh, two so so definitely a really versatile player and then Loy Ball another interesting uh, guy because he was a, such a big setter at a at 6'8 or 203 204 centimeters and you know, could really serve the ball really amazing blocker for a setter so yeah definitely two guys near the top of the list that uh, kind of defied expectations for their position and talking about those changes of position it doesn't always work does it we've seen Zenit really come unstuck this season with Maxim Mikhailov being used as a receiver. And for, for people who perhaps don't watch the game so deeply, they don't understand how specific the skills are. So to be able to do that at one position for the very top level for your club team and a completely different position, it's, it doesn't happen in volleyball. It doesn't happen in a lot of sports. And I suppose that's evidence of, of his quality, particularly in that 
star-studded team. You know, it's, it's very difficult to stand out when you're surrounded by those stars. Yeah, the only other guy I can think of that's kind of done that in recent memory is, is uh, Ivan Zaitsev, who played mm-hmm. opposite, played uh, outside hitter for Perugia, and also was a like, high-level setter early in his career. But yeah, it is, it is a very rare combination of skills because passing is really hard at that level when you're passing 120 kilometer per hour serves. Dan, we're about to wrap up, but can I just ask you a question? Do you think this list will change much over the next decade? The top five um, non-European men to play in Champions League. Looking at the guys <laughs> you've already got there, do, do you see... Uh, a huge shift. I know it's hard to predict, obviously, who's going to come through, but in terms of the players that are there now who are going to play for the next five, six years? Yeah, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, I mean, yeah, Robert Landy Simon has, has probably a couple of years. I think if he wins another one or two with Alube, then he's definitely uh, conclusively on this list. I think uh, there's a few, young, a few other American guys, like Micah Christensen, I think, is a young guy who's uh, really at the top of his game. Um, unfortunately hasn't really positioned himself in teams that have gone far in Champions League uh, so far. Yeah, so I would, I would say uh, those two guys are, are probably the best bet that I can think of off the top of my head. And do you think success in the Champions League, do you think to be considered one of the best players, you need to win a Champions League or at least reach a Super Finals? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it's you know, the, the best club uh, competition in the world. I think, I think to really prove yourself at the highest level, even you could see like Brazilian guys, uh, Sergio, Bruno, Dante, Giba, that all of them came and, and tried to prove themselves in Europe at least one year. So, yeah, I think I think it's a super important, not definitely not as much as Olympics or even maybe World Championships, but but to be recognized as a top tier club player is really important as well. Hmm. One thing that I have learned over the last few months is the esteem at which volleyball players do hold the Champions League. It certainly is the the premier club competition to win in the world. Uh, Right then, gentlemen, I think that just about wraps it up. Have either of you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I just hope a Canadian makes this list uh, one day. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, for the Europeans listening who aren't au fait with the uh, sort of Canadian, we'll concentrate on the men's national team. Who are some of the names that we can keep an eye out for? Mm, so I would say Shawan Vernon Evans, who's a great opposite, has been starting on our national team since 18 years old, signed with Perugia uh, this year. So he's going to be on a Champions League team starting from this year. And another guy, Eric Lepke, who just signed uh, in Italy in the top league, uh, to play a, as a starting outside hitter for Ravenna. So a couple, a couple of guys coming through the system, but a lot of things need to, to, need to work out, right? Go on, Canada. Uh, James, Dan, pleasure as always. Uh, before, well, before we go, Dan, is there, is there anything from HQ, because you're over there in Luxembourg, that, uh, that we need to report, that we need to hear about? No, I just hope you guys are looking forward to uh, the start of competitions. So we have... Uh, opportunity for people to make a name for themselves maybe join this list starting uh, September 22nd we have a Champions League first round for the men starting so look forward to that on Eurovolley.tv as always we love to hear from you so if you agree or disagree with the top five then let us know we're all over social let volleyball talk is the hashtag Uh, the podcasts are released on Fridays and Mondays
Fridays and Mondays. This one Monday. on a Friday. This one Monday for the A Space podcast, and then Friday for the debate with myself, James, and Dan, and the unscripted with myself, Key Michael, and Matt Rogers. But until then, thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.